Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. We are live in T-Mobile Arena. And uh, we're going to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Roos Chris will be open for Game 3 Monday at 4 p.m. Roos Chris open from 5 until close, Tuesday through Sunday. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Again, we're going to head off uh, to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. I think uh, we've got things coordinated here. Courtesy of Abe's Door Service, where services are specialty, visit abesdoor.ca. We welcome back to the show one of the most plugged-in men in the business, one of the nicest guys you'll ever... I don't know what it is with Sportsnet. Between Gene Principe and Elliot Friedman, they got the market cornered on nice guys. Uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers, we welcome back to the show Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I would say Gene's a lot nicer than I am. I, I, I would say that. Well, uh, like we, <laughs> Gene's a good dude. He's just a yes, guy. he is. You know, there's guys that sit there and uh, listen to radio shows and and hear the advertisers that are on those shows, and then think, "Well, I'm going to call those guys and get them on my show." And then there's guys mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, and then there's guys that uh, sit there and, um, you know. Uh, Say, hey, Bob, I know you did an event with this guy before. How would you feel if, I, like, they reach out to you personally and say, how would you feel if I uh, I got involved and maybe did That's how good of a guy he is. He, he, he crosses all the I's and dots all the T's or something like that. I think I reverse that. It's kind of like military intelligence or what is it, a uh, rocket surgeon? Yeah, one of those, more like a rocket surgeon. So uh, before the show goes to the birds, um, yeah. not, not exactly – a strong performance from the Oilers in game number one. Uh, I know you, you guys obviously watched the game. What was your assessment of what you saw in the Oilers 6-4 loss to Vegas? Well, you know, like I think uh, it's probably the same as everybody else. I mean, obviously the Oilers at even strength, 5-on-5, five five, they weren't what they needed to be. Um, and that was the difference. Uh, I mean, I think obviously people are astounded at what Dreisaitl is doing. It's, it's, it's really quite incredible, to be perfectly honest. And um, I think he deserves a lot of credit. Uh, but the Oilers are, are not at five on five where they need to be. Um, I think Stone is clearly hurting and the Oilers are going to test that. Um, and, you know, Bob, I, I wondered if there's a little bit of concern about Skinner. Now, I don't think all of those were on him. But, you know, he, you know, they, they had the one game where he got pulled and I thought he recovered nicely after that. But he had the he had the one bad first period in Game Six against LA, but he outdueled Corpusalo and settled. I just wonder at all if there's if there's any concern about him, uh, just whether he's tired uh, or anything like that, because you know he started to give up a couple that you're looking at and saying, do we have anything to be nervous about here? So that's kind of where I look at 
uh, this series. And I think as much as I think the two days off are good for Vegas and Stone, health-wise, I think they might be good for Skinner, too. I, The more I think about that, I think this extra... I, I know a lot of the Canadian hockey fans don't like what happened here, but I... I, I I think there's some players who are really going to benefit. I think Bobrovsky's going to benefit in Florida. I think Stone's going to benefit in Vegas. And the more I think about it, the more I think Skinner could benefit too. Uh, speaking of uh, Bobrovsky in Florida, he's been terrific. The, uh, the yeah. I mean, the Maple Leafs got the series victory against Tampa. They won three games in Tampa in which they were outplayed, but they won them in overtime. They found a way. They never used to win those games before. I picked Toronto in five. I I, mm-hmm. like, I saw some of the stuff out of Toronto this morning, and a couple of guys were like, they're done, they're done. I'm like, no. The Edmonton Oilers played San Jose back in 06 when Joe Thornton won the league MVP. The Sharks had the puck the entire game in game one and two. Edmonton never lost another game in the series, came back and won four straight. The suggestion that you're done down 2 nothing in today's NHL, I'm sorry, Elliot. I don't see it. I think anybody can come back. I watched the 1998 Oilers come back from 3-1 down on the Avalanche when the Avalanche had two and a half times the payroll of the Oilers. Anybody can come back and anybody. That's the reality, isn't it? It is, Bob. And the other thing, too, that you you have to remember here is, I mean, there were, what, 35 road victories all of last year? And we're at 34 right now this year? Yeah. Like, like home ice advantage, it doesn't mean anything anymore in these playoffs. You know, it's, it's kind of a funny time for Toronto. Like there were a lot of there were a lot of moments in in round one against Tampa where Tampa was the better team, and Toronto found a way. You don't have to apologize for that. That's the way the playoffs work. I think Toronto's been the better team for most of this series against Florida, but the Panthers have found a way, led by their goalie, who seems to have drank from the fountain of youth. So I agree with you. I think that series is far from over. Nice is a big loss for Toronto, um, but. You know, I, I just feel that uh, that I'm with you. I, I don't think, that, I mean, if they fall behind 3 nothing, they're really in trouble. But at 2 nothing, while far from ideal, I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. Matthew Kachuk, and I know there's, uh, is it revisionist history or is it a truism? Do we know that Kachuk would have signed coming out of his ELC a seven-year or eight-year deal with the Flames at that time? Do we know if that I, was I think- the case? I think it depends on who you talk to. I've heard different versions of that. Um, I think whenever these situations go wrong and they end in divorce, um, there's always agendas that kind of get out there and, and people talk about what could have happened or or what might not have happened. You know, I think if they want the one thing I do believe, um, I, I do believe, Bob, is if... They wanted to sign him to a six or eight year deal at the time. It was going to be a massive number. And I just don't think at that point in time that <laughs> I just don't think at this at this point in time uh, that th- at that point in time, the Flames were willing to do that. Yeah. Now, you know, do I think that part of it is true? Yes. But I just don't know at that point in time if if, if that was really going to happen. Um it was probably going to have to be, well, I mean, you can guess what it was going to have to be. And maybe in, in history, it probably would have been better to do that. I've had some, put it this way, I've had some people say to me that it wasn't that cut and dry. 
Yeah, I mean, the perception is they basically kept Michael Froelich because they wanted to keep the team together, and then they flip Froelich later in the year. Kachuk has just continuously improved as a player. I, I, I mean, that is one I perception. Don't know I think Brad Trailer is an excellent. True. I think he's an excellent GM. If I was Pittsburgh, he'd be at the top of my list. Uh, I think he's going to be back in the league as a GM. Well, I think so. he is too, but I, I like honestly, I've had people tell me it's not that simple. I think it would have had to be a huge number, and you know, to be honest, Kachuk would have deserved it. I think it's clearly proven with 2020 hindsight that it would have been the right move. But I've I've had people tell me it's just not that simple. Yeah, it, it never is that simple. But he's a hell of a player, and he is driving it right now uh, for the Florida Panthers. And man, oh man, Elliot, it's crazy. You look at what the Boston Bruins uh, did uh, in terms of what occurred. You know, loading up, trading away a couple number ones, going for it all in. Brian Lawton's like, absolutely, they had to do that given the situation. Florida went down that path a year ago. It's kind of remarkable, Elliot, that they're in the position that, when you think about it, you know, they traded away three number ones here. They traded two number ones for Sherratt and Giroux. And mm -hmm. here they are, and they're on the precipice with any kind of modicum of success in the next few games against Toronto. They could be in the conference final. Yeah, they could. And, you know, in a lot of ways, this was supposed to be a step back year for them. And and they kind of knew that. But, you know, I, I, I think this, um, you know, the one thing about the Panthers I, I've learned, Bob, is that they thought they were too nice on the ice. Yeah. Um, that they were they were too easy to play against. And you can get away with that in the regular season, but you can't get away with that in the playoffs. And obviously there's a lot of unhappy fans today in Toronto because of the Nye's injury. Um, but they went out and they got Gudis. They went out and they got Bennett, and then they went out and they got Kachuk. And, you know, I, I really think that um, it changed, especially Kachuk being the final piece of that puzzle, it changed their group. And it turned them from a really talented team that was easier to play against to a talented team that's a lot meaner. And, you know, Bennett, and I know the Toronto fans really hate Bennett right now after last night, but you know, like the the what he's done in the postseason, him and Kachuk and Cousins, is they've changed the way that games have been played. Jim Montgomery said it, and now we're Toronto seeing it. And I'm really curious to see about tomorrow night because, or sorry, Sunday night, because I think the Leafs have put an officiating target on Bennett's back, and they just like Paul Maurice when he used those hand signals and said power plays are five to one. That had an effect in game two. And I think what the Maple Leafs are saying is we expect that Bennett gets more calls against him in game three. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I don't know if it's even if it does happen. Sometimes I think. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Last night, Bob, I thought it happened. The power plays, I think, were 2 nothing Florida after one. They could have had a few more in, in the second second period. And one thing you know about about it, Bob, and you know people, uh, you know officials don't like hearing it, but it's true. Um, it's that they don't like to have lopsided penalty totals in the playoffs. Well, we had the officials it. don't yeah, we don't like it. it. We had it through the first. But three it's games. Ha but it happens. 
First three games of the LA Edmonton series, Kings were up two games to one. The guys that have the coziest relationships uh, with the officials amongst the media, and some of them are writers, uh, tend to fiercely uh, defend uh, uh, the officials. The reality is they did balance out the rest of the way in the series in games four and five. So uh, despite the fact that we had different refs throughout the course of each game, of course we do have a serious supervisor. Elliot, what's what 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 do you think was the bigger upset, in your opinion, Florida against Boston or Seattle against Colorado? Oh, Florida against Boston. You know, it's uh, it, it, like Boston. They were forty three points ahead in one of the greatest regular seasons ever. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Seattle is uh, Seattle. Like they earned their win just like Florida did, but. Because of the regular season that Boston had, you have to say Florida is the one that's a bigger upset. Turns out the Pacific Division might have been better than some people thought. I mean, L.A. had a pretty good team that Edmonton vanquished in six games. Uh, yeah, was a good team. Yeah, the owners are obviously going to have to play much better against Vegas. You guys are sitting there watching the panel. What crosses your mind as uh, Drysaddle scores his fourth goal in the game and the owners turn it on, albeit late? Vegas were the better team in many ways, shapes, and forms of that game. But it was pretty remarkable what Leon's done so far. We haven't seen anybody do this in over 100 years. Uh, I know when you, uh, during the pandemic, uh, your your beard was circa Civil War. You were a great correspondent back then. And you actually saw, you actually saw Edward Newsy Lalonde play, did you not? Yes, yes, I did. No, I, I actually thought, I thought Dreisaitl was going to get a fifth one. I, I really did. I, I thought he was going to score again and send the game to overtime. And then I wouldn't have been surprised if he got six. Um, I just, I like, I like you know, you, I, I wish you'd gotten the fifth one and gotten the sixth, but that's a whole other story. Would have, would have been incredible. I, I really thought he was going to score and tie it. Uh, I, you know, look, look, it's, it's an incredible performance. It, it, it really is. I mean, I look at you guys in Vegas and I think, you know, I like, I like, I just think right now, um, I think you guys have some decisions to make here. Um, first of all, I thought Derek Ryan was a loss in game one. I, I, you know, he's not a guy that gets a lot of credit, but I think he's a really talented depth player for you. I think Vegas is in game one, their depth won out. Um, 100%. I think you, I think you guys have some decisions to make on defense, and I'm, I'm curious to see what Jay Woodcroft comes up here with. Um, I thought that was a, a big difference. It was their depth in game one. I, it was really, I was really sad to see what happened with the Anmark. I, I don't like to see that happen to anyone. Um, but I, I think you guys have some decisions to make. I, I have no doubt you're going to be a lot better tomorrow night. The guy I'm curious about, as I said earlier, is Skinner. I'm like I don't think he's incapable. I I, I don't think I, I don't want anyone to think I'm saying that, but I always wonder about someone kind of the first time they go through this, especially a goalie, and you know he's not a guy who's played a ton of games. I just you know am I overthinking this or is there any reason to be concerned about the workload, the pressure, the the goals he's giving up, things like that. Like he's really battled, and I think that's the most important thing. But I, I have wondered if we're going to need a Jack Campbell spot start in here well, somewhere. Jack, well, I'll tell you right now, if you don't get the result that you're looking for and he gives up a tough goal against tomorrow, we're going to have that. That's the reality of the situation. It'll become inevitable. We're joined by Elliot Freeman for Abe's Door Services with NHL Hockey and Rogers. Abe's Door Service, where services are specially visit abesdoor.ca. All right, quick hitter time, Gerard Gallant. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your expectation with the New York Rangers? 
Well, I think they're going through it. I, look, I think there were moments during the year where they considered a coaching change. I don't think that's a big shock to anybody. I think they're considering it now. I, I just, to me, Bob, the question is, are they just going to do it for anyone? Or do they need to know that certain people are available or there has to be a certain profile of a coach who's available? I think it's crazy to blame this all on Gallant. Uh, it, like, if I have a terrible show, I don't blame it on my producers. I think that uh, you know some of the, the you're the, a better it, man with than the, me. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I just think the Rangers players are, were a huge factor in this. You know, like like I I think this. I think I I do think the Rangers have interest in Joel Quenville. I just don't know if he's going to be available or not. I don't think the NHL's made that decision, and. Uh, I think it, one way or the other, I think his availability could determine some of the answers to this. All right. Well, maybe uh, it's interesting with Joel Quenville. I mean, if big Sam Allardyce can resurface in the Premier League after twice getting caught taking payouts in the past, including once as head coach of England's program, anybody can, right? And maybe that's just big Sam. Uh, I, I don't like making those kinds of comparisons. Uh, like this was, this was a serious situation, I know. and. Uh, it was I don't. I just, I, it's a serious situation, and I, I think really debate, debating it sometimes is just a bad idea. Where's John McDonough in all of that serious situation in Chicago? And how come he's sort of been the most unscathed by it? That's what I because he had a lot of power in Chicago. Elliot uh, Calgary, uh, are we looking at Mitch Love, Ryan Huska, Kirk Muller? Who's going to be the coach there? Well, I, I would also throw Andrew Burnett's name into that mix, but I don't think that uh, I don't believe that that's going to happen first. I think the GM is going to happen first. Conroy? I think that uh, I don't know. I, I, like I think he's the top internal candidate, um, but I do think they're looking externally. I've heard Mark Hunter's name. Um, I've wondered about. Uh, like, you know, like you know, that's a name I've heard a bit. I think they're gonna. They're gonna. I think they've begun that process this week, and I think they're gonna do the GM before they do the head coach. Final one for you, Dallas Aikens on the panel. How's that going? Yep. I really like Dallas. I think uh, he's grown more comfortable as time goes on. I think he's made some really good points about uh, puck around the wall. Like we had a big debate uh, during Game One about showing the Mark Stone video. Um, obviously, I'm for it. Uh, he was very much against it. Um, I think, you know, I, I thought his stuff about wall play was very good. Uh, I think the biggest thing, Bob, as you know, in these situations is can you get comfortable quickly? I think the first time you do it, there's a lot of people, they do it and they and they leave and they say, wow, there's a lot more to that than I really realized. I thought Derek Lalone was really good at adapting quickly. I think Dallas is getting there. I just think you have to get used to all the stuff that, happens around you and i think dallas is doing a really good job with that all right great stuff elliot thanks for your time all right bob take care man take care Twelve fifty-two in edmonton we'll come back and get to a couple of your texts you're listening to orders now welcome back everybody bob stopper aiden ganham joining you when we talk about Brent Ridge Ford and the President's Award for customer satisfaction, their full transparency and customer care after the purchase, but another big factor in the success of Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin where cars cost less, like any great franchise, stability. 
Here are some legacy level stats for you. The parts manager, Ricky, started back in 92. General manager, Rich, in 94. They've had the same owner at Brent Ridge Ford since 1987. I know from personal experience, the whole Brent Ridge Ford staff is committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. And again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. The Oilers are going to hit the ice here in about an hour's time uh, for practice. Game time tomorrow is at 5. Edmonton's going to need to be a lot better. Uh, a lot better than they were the other night. Uh, this text comes in. What's Skinner's next contract going to cost? Well, Stuart signed an extension already at 2.6 million times three years. So the Oilers uh, between Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner for the next three seasons will be at $7.6 million. This text says, hey, Bobby, if we happen if we happen to win the Cup, uh, do you and Jack uh, get rings? I don't. How about let's just win the next game? Um, I haven't thought that far ahead, to be honest with you. Um, again, keep bringing it. Um, you can text us. Boomer says, Bob, uh, Boomer, right? By the end of last season, Goodrow's contract was over, and after the playoff, he'd seen enough of Sutter, and that is why Trey Living got sandbagged on Johnny Leaving. They were fortunate that Kachuk had a year left in his deal. That was my theory last summer. Now, with the firing of Sutter and the comments from former players and trade requests being rescinded, I am sure of it now. Sutter drove Calgary's two stars away. That one came to us from Boomer. Well, that could be a perspective out there. G has texted us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Bob, you mentioned that the Leafs can come back from 2-0 down against Florida. Uh, when Boston beat the Canucks in 2011 Cup year, they were down 2-0 in the first round against Montreal and 2-0 against Vancouver. Oh, I remember. I remember that series well because a lot of Edmonton wanted to see the Boston Bruins win the series against Vancouver. Vancouver had some players that were not very likable. We will head it off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And uh, John Shannon will jump on the blower and join us a little early on today's edition of Oilers Now for Legacy Heating and Cooling.